Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to the Live by Design podcast. So recently in the LBD Collective, we studied self-care, and I like to do this kind of theme every February. So February of 2022, we studied self-love, and one of the ways of practicing self-love is through self-care. So we went even deeper into self-care specifically in February of 2023, and we just had such beautiful conversation during and after growth night. And then again, during discovery night, when we had our journaling session a few weeks later, and I wanted to bring these insights and these little beautiful moments of wisdom from these ladies and to bring these lessons to you as well here, friend. So I will be sharing with you some of what we covered during growth night in the LBD collective. Now the experience in the collective is, is just, I mean, it's just something so special. The women in the collective share, um, so beautifully, so vulnerably with one another, they hold such beautiful space for each other. Um, so this experience will be a little bit different than getting to do it during growth night. We come together and we share what's new and good in our lives. We do a brief meditation together. We learn together. And then at the end, we have our group share opportunity where pretty much everybody shares a takeaway or an aha moment or just popcorns off of what somebody else has shared that evening. And so to me, that's really where the magic happens. Like that is where, that is where the, the, the insights come from is through the connections with other women in a safe and sacred space. But I think that this topic of self-care is so important that I want to share this content with you as well, friends. So in this episode, we are going to address those feelings of guilt that can surround self-care for some of us how self-care helps you build resilience against stressors in your life that you can't actually control. We'll talk about the two different categories of self-care, and we will end with sharing eight ways that you can start practicing it starting today. And the cool thing about self-care is a lot of these things are totally free and accessible to us starting immediately. Before we jump into that though, friends, I am so ridiculously over the moon, overjoyed to share with you about the Goals with Soul Summit. So the summit is a free four-day conference for high-achieving women who are ready to go from stressed and overwhelmed to feeling focused and like you're making progress towards achieving your goals. So during the summit, which will be hosted via a private podcast feed because you're listening to a podcast right now. So let's make the summit a podcast experience. And you're going to learn bite-sized habits and mindset shifts to help you take courageous action to achieve your goals in a totally doable, sustainable way, no matter how busy you are or how little time you think you might have for yourself. So the waitlist for the summit is officially open. You can just scroll down in your listening app now and click on the link to join the waitlist. And then you will be the very first to know when registration opens on Wednesday, April 12th. The really cool thing about the summit is it is a totally free listening experience. And then if you want to upgrade to the goal getter power pack, which is an incredible opportunity to take your learning and your reflection. And then the most important piece, the implementation, that's where the change happens when you actually implement what you've learned and reflected on to the next level. Then the goal getter power pack will be available after registration is open for you to upgrade and to get a hold of the incredible workbook that I'm creating with soul work prompts and just wonderful moments for you to dive deeper, to engage in self-reflection, self-discovery, 
to connect with who you are and what you actually want out of this one and only life that we get. So if the idea of setting goals with soul feels kind of stressful or overwhelming, or just fills you with trepidation, uh, then this will be the free summit to help you friend really shift to feeling focused, to shift towards action, um, and to do it in a really purposeful way. So again, you can just scroll down in your listening app now to join the waitlist and be the first to know when the summit registration opens on Wednesday, April 12th. I am like giggly with excitement to bring this summit to your earbuds. So thank you to everybody who's already joined the waitlist, and for everyone who's about to hop on there. Thank you as well, friend. All right, let's get on with the show. Hey friend, and welcome to the live by design podcast. I'm your host, Kate house by day. You can find me living in small town PA married to my college sweetheart and leaning into motherhood as a stay-at-home mama to my two little boys and two pup dogs too. By night, I pursue my personal sense of purpose, which is to help as many of us high-achieving, goal-oriented women live by design and not default. As a certified behavior change specialist, health coach, yoga instructor, and top 3% global podcaster, I'm perfectly poised to help you ditch those feelings of overwhelm get unstuck and take aligned action so that you can go from trying to learn all the things all at once to being focused, action-oriented, and making weekly, if not daily, progress towards your goals in small, sustainable ways. Because that's the secret to seeing big shifts over time. Together, let's explore powerful habits, mindset shifts, goals with soul, self-awareness, and lifelong learning, all while cultivating joy and practicing gratitude each step of the way. There's seriously nothing I love more than being the voice of a friend in your ear, to be the mindset and self-love coach who believes in you and knows that you're worthy of pursuing big, audacious goals. And I'll always be here as an unapologetic advocate for you living your dream life. So pop in your earbuds, press play, and together, let's live by design and not default. All right, sweet friend, let's start this conversation all about self care. So when I researched and I did a lot of research for this month in the LBD collective, when I dug down real deep and went down the rabbit hole, I want to share with you like the best of the best of what I've learned. So when it comes to self-care, there are eight different ways of practicing it that they, that they've categorized. Now, um, these might shift and be a little different for each of us, but generally speaking, when we talk about self-care, we're talking about sleep, nourishment, relaxation, goals, gratitude, positivity, connection, and exercise. Specifically, the National Institute of Mental Health at NIH, which is the National Institute of Health, funnily enough, who my husband works for, um, so he'll appreciate this episode, but NIH says that self-care is an ecosystem, meaning that it's multi-layered, it's multifaceted, and you'll find that there are a lot of natural overlaps in these categories, um, which I actually think is a really wonderful thing. Um, So you might find that when you prioritize your exercise through self-care, it allows you to sleep better, or when you prioritize your nourishment, you feel more energized because you fueled your body well for your exercise, or when you practice gratitude, you might also feel more positive, or when you practice gratitude, you might feel more connected, right? So there are all these natural overlaps. So when we talk about self-care, I think it can be really easy to get kind of stuck on like feelings of guilt almost. So I really appreciate this article by everydayhealth.com where they have a direct quote that reads, 
let's clear up one common misconception from the get-go. Self-care is not synonymous with self-indulgence or being selfish. And then another article from psychcentral.com goes on to say that we are surrounded by overt and covert messages that encourage us to minimize our own needs and to feel guilty when we engage in self-care. And they make a point of emphasizing that one of the biggest, if not the biggest barriers to practicing self-care is guilt. And that women in particular feel incredibly guilty for tending to their own needs. They even say that there's this belief that taking care of yourself leaves less time and energy for others. But as somebody in the article, her name is Rachel W. w. Cole, who is a life coach and a retreat leader. She says, self-care is other care. In other words, practicing self-care helps us help others more effectively. And so during the collective, um, when we were talking about this, I asked everyone to complete the statement, the category of self-care I'm choosing to focus on is, and then they would choose one of these eight areas. So sleep, nourishment, relaxation, goals, gratitude, positivity, connection, or exercise. And we chose to focus on those and releasing those feelings of guilt. So if you've ever had that experience of feeling guilty when prioritizing yourself, I am here to tell you, please don't. <laughs> please release that and know that you are worthy of practicing self-care um, just because you're here, because you are alive and breathing. You are worthy of practicing self-care. Another article on everyday health um, went on to say that self-care means taking care of yourself so that you can be healthy, you can be well. You can do your job, you can help and care for others, and you can do all the things you need to and want to accomplish in a day. Self-care is anything you do for yourself that feels nourishing. And so that is the working definition we use for self-care in the LBD Collective. Anything you do for yourself that feels nourishing. Now, in my research, I found another article over at verywellmind.com that talked about stress and how self-care helps reduce it. And I found this really interesting line. They say that self-care is vital for building resilience towards those stressors in life that you can't eliminate. When you've taken steps to care for your mind and body, you'll be better equipped to live your best life. When self-care is regularly practiced, the benefits are broad and have been linked to positive health outcomes, such as reduced stress, improved immune system, increased productivity, and higher self-esteem. But I really appreciate this, this emphasis on self-care is vital for building resilience towards those stressors in life that you can't eliminate. I think sometimes we feel like we should, quote, should be able to eliminate everything in our lives that are stressful. But let's be honest, we probably don't have that ability. <laughs> or if you do, let me know. I would love to know what it is. Um, but we can use self-care to care for ourselves well, to care for ourselves proactively, so that when we are faced with those stressors, we're not turning to coping mechanisms that aren't going to support us well. We're going to turn to things like, like movement. We're going to turn to things like connection. We're going to turn to things like gratitude um, instead of turning to things that might be less positive in our lives. So when we talk about self-care, there are two categories of self-care that I discovered in my research. These two come from everydayhealth.com. And I really love this, this idea of these two categories. One is temporary self-care and the other is enduring. So here's the difference. An example of temporary self-care is going to dinner with a friend. 
You'll benefit from the social connection, but it won't last for very long after you part ways. And then on the flip side, enduring self-care has more permanent effects. An example of this is practicing mindfulness regularly because it leads to brain changes over time. So isn't that kind of cool to think about? Like self-care can be both temporary or enduring and that one isn't better than the other. Um, They're just different. It's just kind of cool to think about it in that context, if you ask me. (laughs) So when we practice self-care, there are eight different ways that I discovered through my research that really help you practice self-care in a very tangible way. So the first one is regular exercise. So just 30 minutes of walking every day can help boost your mood and improve your health and small amounts of exercise add up over time. So don't be discouraged if it's 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, you don't have to go to the gym and crush some weights for an hour. If you like to awesome, more power to you. If you're in a season where you're like, I'm at, if I can fit in a 20 minute walk, I would feel really successful. That's amazing. And I want to encourage you to find that regular exercise in a way that works for you in the season that you're in right now. The second way that you can practice self-care is by prioritizing your sleep. So things that you can do is sticking to a schedule and making sure that you're actually getting enough sleep. Uh, You can also start to limit blue light devices uh, before in the hours leading up to bedtime. Um, You can reduce um, the amount of light in your bedroom. You can make your room a little bit cooler. I actually dropped an episode recently all about what I've been doing to get better sleep and better rest um, just last Monday. So you can go back and listen to that if you really want to deep dive into sleep, but prioritize your sleep. The third way you can practice self-care is by eating nourishing foods and by hydrating well. So a balanced diet with plenty of water will improve your energy and your focus throughout the day. Another thing that we can do is eliminate our caffeinated beverages like soft drinks or coffee. Now I am working on that one. (laughs) I've actually just recently in the last month started cutting back on my coffee intake um, and, and it's helping. I'm sleeping better. I feel better. The fourth way we can practice self-care is through relaxing activities. So exploring relaxation or wellness, um, it might be through meditation, through relaxation, through breathing exercises, but this idea of scheduling regular time for these activities, even journaling or reading, um, knowing that it's okay to slow down it's okay and it's good to relax. So give yourself that permission. The fifth way to practice self-care is to set goals and priorities to decide what actually has to get done now and what can wait. Um, sometimes this can learn, look, look like, um, creating some healthy boundaries and saying no when you need to, and not over committing yourself and, um, just giving yourself permission to spend your time and your energy pursuing those goals and the things that are most important to you. The sixth way you can practice self-care is through practicing gratitude, reminding yourself every day of what you're grateful for. My husband and I have a gratitude practice we do together every single evening. You could write down what you're grateful for um, in a journal or a little notebook or even on your phone, or you could text it to a friend. The seventh way is to focus on positivity. So identify and challenge your negative and unhelpful thoughts. To me, this really means like, cultivating a mindset of growth instead of a fixed mindset, which we have a ton of episodes on here on the podcast. And the eighth and final way of practicing self-care is connection to be in community and in connection with the people that are important to you. So sometimes I find that when I teach on things like this, we're kind of like 
Well, duh. (laughs) Like, of course, these are ways of practicing self-care, but it's my hope in having this conversation that we can better appreciate the positive impacts of purposeful self-care and how it can help us mediate those stressors in our lives that we talked about earlier. So while these might seem like obviously good things to do for our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and even our relational health, by putting a name and a benefit to them, I, f- I hope that we give ourselves permission to really enjoy these activities without the guilt. So again, from everydayhealth.com, they share with us that the bottom line is that self-care is a choice that each individual can make to proactively take care of their well-being. And they have this emphasis that we need to remove the stigma that being kind to and taking care of ourselves is self-indulgent or selfish. Now, this is just a note, friend, that if you ever feel demoralized when thinking about self-care, if you experience sadness when thinking about self-care, or if you experience distressing symptoms, that might be a sign that it's time to seek professional help, Um, especially if these distressing symptoms have lasted for two or more weeks. And some of these symptoms would be difficulty sleeping, changes in appetite, difficulty concentrating, loss of interest in things you used to really enjoy. Um, that might be a sign that it's time to talk to a um, your physician, maybe time to talk to a therapist um, or to a, a trusted friend or a healthcare provider or a counselor. So just a reminder, friend, that um, if this conversation about self-care feels overwhelming for you, that maybe it's time to look for and find some support. And, and I share this as somebody who reached out to her primary care physician last year, um, when I was having really terrible PMDD symptoms and I needed to go on an, like a low dose antidepressant. And here's the thing. I feel so much better. I actually feel like myself again, now that I've, I've really taken the time to address the PMDD to get the support that I need, um, both, for my emotional health, my mental health, but also like my physical health. Like I had an imbalance in my body I needed to correct. And so I share that just to give you permission, friend, or support, or um, just to give, to remind you that you are worthy of practicing self-care and that you are worthy of feeling good. And if you are in a place where self-care feels like something you can't practice right now and you know, or you feel a tug on your heart that it's time to seek support, to encourage you to do so, friend, because you are worthy of that. So as we start thinking about how to start a self-care routine, there are four suggestions I have for you. And again, this comes from that Everyday Health article. The first is to ask yourself what brings you joy, creates energy, or restores balance. And we actually journaled on that during um, Discovery Night in the LBD Collective in February of this year. And that was a that was a really impactful um, question to ask ourselves to journal on. And then the next thing we're going to do is we're going to start small. Incorporate one self-care activity at a time. The third thing you're going to do is after a week of practice, ask yourself, how do I feel? And then the fourth and final thing you're going to do is layer in additional practices. And you all know that I love habit trackers. We use them in the LBD collective every single month. So you can go over to misskatehouse.com slash habit tracker to grab your habit tracker. If you haven't already, it's a totally free resource for you. And it's there to support you in starting these self-care practices one at a time, um, one month at a time. And so I would love to support you in that friend. And as we wind down this conversation, I have one final thing to share with you. So I found this really incredible post by at the 
health.brainhealth.doctor over on Instagram. And they posted this back in February of 2023. Um, but the idea is this. It says it's I'm gonna I'm gonna make this temporary for us in the month that we're in. It's April 1st. If you start now, in two weeks you will feel it, April 15th. In four weeks, you will see it, May 1st. In eight weeks, it will be part of who you are. So that would be the end of June. The idea is keep going. You've got this. It's a reminder to ourselves that consistency compounds and that it takes time to start reaping the benefits of self-care. So in two weeks, you feel it. In four weeks, you see it. And in eight weeks, it will be part of you. So this is your reminder and your encouragement, friend, to pick one self-care practice, to start with the one that feels nourishing and energy-giving to you, and to start layering it into your days. And then check in with yourself two, four, and eight weeks from now. Use your habit tracker. It will guide you through that process as well and see where you are two months from now. And this is the perfect day to start. (laughs) You don't need to wait till Monday or next month. Start immediately. Start when you have that idea of like, here is the self-care thing that I want to focus on and begin. Use that energy, allow it to dovetail right into action and see where you are in two, four and eight weeks from now. All right, sweet friend, that is everything I have for today. I hope this episode leaves you feeling encouraged and inspired to really be proactive about your self-care, to layer in those temporary and enduring practices, and to focus on one of those eight areas and find one specific thing in that area of self-care that you can focus on first. And a reminder as well, if you haven't yet joined our waitlist for the Goals with Soul Summit, this is the perfect time to do so. Just scroll down in your listening app to do so, and you will be the first to know when the summit becomes available to register for totally for free starting on Wednesday, April 12th. So if this conversation around self-care of, of caring for and loving yourself well resonates with you, and one of those is specifically setting your goals and having priorities, then you can practice self-care with us that week by setting your own goals with soul. The summit is going to be, gosh, it is shaping up to be like, if I do say so myself, a really incredible, impactful experience, not only for our attendees, but for our incredible lineup of speakers as well. We want to create impact in the lives of all of our goal-getting, action-oriented women who are high achievers, who are really ready to go from feeling kind of overwhelmed or stressed to being focused and making progress in the direction of your goals. So again, scroll down in your listening apps now to join that waitlist. Alrighty, sweet friend, have a fabulous rest of your day. That brings us to the end of another Live by Design podcast episode. I had so much fun diving into today's topic with you, and I hope you're walking away with one action item that you're going to commit to implementing in your own life starting today. And speaking of implementing change in your own life, if you haven't already joined our free Facebook group, I would love for you to become a Live by Design podcast insider. You can get in community with other goal-getting women over at misskatehouse.com slash community, which is linked to below in the show notes. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please take a second to subscribe to the Live by Design podcast wherever it is you tune into your shows. If you've enjoyed three or more of these content-packed episodes, I would be so, so grateful if you do me the favor of opening up Apple Podcasts on your smartphone, find the Live by Design podcast with me, Kate House 
and leave a five-star rating for the show and a simple one to two sentence review. This is the kindest way you can thank me for hosting the show week after week, totally for free. And in doing so, you're actively helping me grow our community of women who are choosing to live by design and not by default. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, friend. And when you're ready to go to the next level, my website, misskatehouse.com, which is linked to below, holds everything you need to know about my one-on-one coaching options, the LBD Collective, the Pursue Your Purpose Masterclass, my upcoming summit, and even a bunch of free resources like the all-time fan favorite monthly habit tracker, which also comes with intention setting and monthly reflection prompts too. I'll be back in your earbuds again soon. And until that time, spread some joy, make someone smile.